What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. I saw how every class I took, every course I took for my major was improving my skill and was improving the translation and application um, in the in the lab. And so I think being able to read from a textbook and do your homework and to take these tests and to actually see the real world application was something that I really loved and enjoyed about the courses. Because um, it's one thing to read about it in a textbook and it's another thing to actually see what it means um, in person. And so that is one of the reasons why I continued with the major. That is Isabella Osuna, who graduated with a bachelor's degree in biochemistry and cell biology from Rice University. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. Isabella was a student athlete in high school. She was a competitive swimmer. AP Physics was the first course she encountered in high school that challenged her. It really pushed her to think outside the box. Then a senior project opened her eyes to diseases that affected not only the elderly, but young people as well. That got her thinking about college and pre-med. Isabella joins us on our podcast to share her undergraduate experience at Rice, her transition to college, autoimmune disease undergraduate research, the impact of that research, and finally advice for high schoolers. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. The first impression I had of Rice really lasted throughout. Um, my experience mm -hmm. at Rice was an incredible four years with the faculty and my classmates and classes and all the experiences that I hope to share with you in this podcast. Yes, it's a beautiful campus and yes, it's great for a lot of reasons, but it wasn't until I spoke to current students that mm -hmm. I made my decision. And a lot of what I was hearing from the students was that no matter what position you have at Rice or what ranking you are, or if you're at the top of the class, you will have endless opportunities here. So as a mm -hmm. freshman, I applied to be a part of the SARA Scholars Program, and mm -hmm. SARA stands for Sustaining Excellence in Research. And this mm -hmm. is a program that provides mentorship and also funding for you to pursue research opportunities either on or off campus. And so this disease is caused when there is a mutation in the SAP3 protein that mm -hmm increases the activity of the pathway and it causes um, different symptoms and different diseases. And so I was testing different inhibitors at different points in the pathway to see if we could lower this type of activity. And I tested um, about seven and I actually found four different compounds that were viable um, mm -hmm. inhibitors that can be used in the future in patients. And so, and so I always say that failing is okay, but giving up isn't. And mm -hmm. I say that because in high school, anytime like you necessarily don't get accepted into 
anytime you don't get an acceptance or you get a bad grade on a test, it was devastating and it was, um, it seemed like the worst case scenario, but it's not. These were the high fives brought to you by College Matters. Alma Matters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For my newsletter, visit almamatters.substack.com. Now, I'm sure you want to hear the entire podcast with Isabella. So without further ado, here is Isabella Osuna. So if you're ready, we can jump right in. Yes. Fabulous. So let's just start with your overall experience at RISE. What was that? undergraduate experience like? Yes, yeah, so Rice University was uh, never a place where I imagined myself. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, and so my school list mainly focused on staying close to home. But when I got mm-hmm. my Rice acceptance, I was really proud and happy, but I didn't really want to move to Texas. But I went to the Advent days and I absolutely fell in love. And I think the first impression I had of Rice really lasted throughout. Um, my experience mm-hmm. at Rice was an incredible four years with the faculty and my classmates and classes and all the experiences that I hope to share with you in this podcast. Let's start by talking about why you picked Rice. Um, I know you love the campus, but you applied to Rice in addition to colleges in California. So why'd you pick Rice? Yes, yeah, so Rice was, I was told by a high school advisor that it was great for um, pre-medical students to go to. Mm-hmm. And so coming out of, when I was deciding what colleges to choose from, um, that was in the back of my mind. And so, uh, which is why I applied to Rice. But when I got, when I went to the school for the admin days during my senior year of high school and I was narrowing down where to go to, um, it Yes, it's a beautiful campus, and yes, it's great for a lot of reasons, but it wasn't until I spoke to current students that Mm -hmm. I made my decision. And a lot of what I was hearing from the students was that no matter what position you have at Rice or what ranking you are, if you're at the top of the class, you will have endless opportunities here. And that was what really sold me. It didn't matter if you had straight A's or if you were a senior, if you wanted to do something at Rice, you mm-hmm. could do it. Um, and specifically for me, that meant research. And the Texas Medical Center is across the street from Rice. And so speaking to the current students, everyone that wanted to go into research was able to. You didn't have to compete with other students to find these opportunities because there were more opportunities than there were students at Rice. And so that was the main reason why I picked the school. Going back a little then, um, what were you like in high school? What were your interests? In high school, I was a student athlete. I guess I would classify myself. I was um, a competitive swimmer growing up and also throughout high school. So if I wasn't in a classroom, I was in a swimming pool. And so my, um, I guess in high school, I was just always busy trying to do extracurriculars and trying to, um, I guess, build up a resume to uh, get into college. I think in high school, I was very much on the get into college track, and I didn't really think about what I would do after that until I got to Rice, and I tried to um, get involved. Mm -hmm. Now, um, 
what kind of things uh, courses interested you topics in classes or subjects in high school or in college in high school in high school in high school um i guess interesting courses that i took um i would say would be ap physics when i took ap physics that was the first course i took in high school where i felt challenged and it was mm-hmm. the first time where i didn't it was the first time where I had to really work and do a lot of extra work to try to just learn the topic and learn um, and just have a basic foundation and understanding. And I think that that um, was the first course I took that really translated well into college. It was the first time I had to think outside of the box and it wasn't, um, I really, you really had to apply your knowledge. And so I think AP physics in my high school was the most um, interesting course I probably took. Hmm. Um, now, you said you were uh, interested in the pre-med track. Uh, where did that yes. interest come from? Yes. Um, I was interested in medicine when I started. Um, in my high school, we have a senior project that we have to do, and my senior project consisted of um, talking about how high schoolers dealt with different diseases and mm-hmm. how um, high schoolers uh, don't necessarily always think about their health and how we probably should even though we're from a young age and so with that I looked at different um I volunteered at the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles and I also went mm-hmm. to different support groups in the area and I um that was the first time I had ever really like been to a hospital and spoken to patients and with that I saw how how I think when you think of diseases you think of at the time I thought of like sick elderly patients you don't really think about or at least at the time I didn't think about how teenagers were affected until I started the senior project and I started to do research and volunteering and getting into these different um, clinical settings and that sort of um, is how I got involved and I uh, didn't make the decision to do pre-med until I or I didn't finalize that decision until I got to college. So you get into Rice, you um, go across the country kind of um, yes. How was that transition like? Oh, what was that transition like? <laughs> um, it was really scary at first. Um, I was the first in my family to go to college and to move away and to be states away felt very terrifying. Um, and coming mm-hmm. from Los Angeles, I felt as if I didn't really want to move to Texas. I'd never been there. I thought of it as not really have anything they're exciting for me to do and I couldn't have been more wrong um, when I got to Houston it was really great and I think being at Rice um, in the sort of bubble we call within the hedges it was really a home for me for four years and I couldn't have fallen more in love with the city and the state and every and everything that they have to offer. So how did you find the academics? The academics at Rice were very challenging. Um, I thought I had a strong academic background and I don't think I was prepared to experience academics in college, honestly. So so how how did you get through that? What did you do? (laughs) Yeah, so I was actually, during the summer before I was supposed to matriculate into college, I was invited to to be a member, to be a participant of the Rice Emerging Scholars Program, it's called REST. And so this is actually a six week course designed for first generation and low income students who are 
deemed as sort of at risk to not graduate in STEM um, in four years. Mm-hmm. And so because of this program, I came um, to Rice in the summer before my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I was there with maybe 40 other students. And um, we were given a crash course in general chemistry, calculus, and physics. And we mm-hmm. were also able to do a STEM track, uh, a mini research project, which okay. was either engineering, computer science, or biology. Mm-hmm. And so I picked the biology one. And in these six weeks we were introduced to these courses and our desired research projects. And I think this was my first introduction into real college level academia. And Mm -hmm. I was, and even having this uh, mentorship and this um, support group, it was still very challenging to transition into, into Rice. How did you find your uh, classmates or peers? Yeah, uh, the classmates at Rice were very supportive, which is one of the, which is another reason why I chose to go to the school. Um, it felt as if everyone was trying to help you. It felt very collaborative in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never, I had heard of other students, or I've heard of students at other colleges, sort of one alumni from another school use the word um, survival of the fittest at their school, and they wouldn't help yeah. each other or their classmates, but at Rice, it was the opposite. If you ever, I found in my experience, if I ever reached out and asked someone, uh, a classmate, how they were doing or how to be successful in this course or had a question on different topics, um, they would always stop what they were doing and help. And I think that that is one thing that differentiates Rice from a lot of the other universities um, that I toured and visited. And having this um, friendly environment made college a lot more manageable and friendlier. How did you find the professors? How, how, how did you find the teaching the prof- and the other stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So at Rice, there was a very low student to faculty ratio, which was, which was also really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. It felt as if you were a student and not another number. All of mm-hmm. my professors knew me by name, and these were mm-hmm. even in like the big lecture halls. And so the professors, because they knew they knew you by name, it was it felt very easy to approach them. Yeah. And this came this definitely came with time because as a freshman, I was definitely scared and intimidated to ask for help and to reach out. But um, they were very helpful and very responsive and. And friendly once you got to um once you once at least for me once I got over that initial hurdle of fear and intimidation of just asking for help which is something I think I didn't always do in high school. Tell me about research. How did you get into undergraduate research? Yeah, so um in the Rouse program I mentioned that summer program um that was the first time I ever had stepped into a laboratory. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was a six-week introduction um, with a vice professor. And when I was in there, I was like, oh, wow, I really like this and I really enjoy this. And so as a Mm -hmm. freshman, I applied to be a part of the SARA Scholars Program. And Mm -hmm. SARA stands for Sustaining Excellence in Research. And this Mm -hmm. is a program that provides mentorship and also funding for you to pursue research opportunities either on or off campus. And so 
with this, I knew that I wanted to research in the um, Texas Medical Center, which is across the street because I wanted to be in a hospital and I didn't necessarily want to research on campus. Yeah. And so once I had this funding opportunity and the support, I actually just emailed different labs in the medical center that I was interested in working with. And I went on the websites of the different hospitals and the medical center, looked at all the different labs and created a list of the ones that I found were interesting. And I emailed um, and I just started emailing them saying, hi, I'm Isabella, I'm a freshman. I have this funding opportunity. I have no experience or background, but I'm yeah. interested in going to med school and doing research. Um, please let me know if you have any opportunities. And one additional thing I included in every email was that I looked up every um, every lab that I looked up. I found their most recent paper and yeah. I read it and I included um, just a brief question or I mentioned the paper and it wasn't. I didn't understand their work at all, but I just found something I thought was interesting and I asked them about it. Yeah. And because of that, I, I only got one response back and luckily <laughs> it was, <laughs> I emailed, I think the top five and I, one of the labs that emailed forwarded my email to their colleague because my interests align more with that lab and that lab luckily reached out to me and I spent four years researching there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, all it takes is one, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So tell us about the research. I mean, what, what kind of stuff did you do? And let's talk uh, more about how it impacted you, but let's talk about the types of things you did. Yes. Yeah, so I, I came with having no science background with only having the six week um, course where I, I used where I just walked into the lab and started using tools, didn't have much understanding. And so this lab, um, the PI uh, is a physician scientist. Her name is Dr. Vogel and she works at Texas Children's Hospital. And so she knew this and she uh, invited me to come and tour her lab and just to talk more about her research. And, um, and I'm still researching and it's really all due to her mentorship and so her she is a physician scientist and so mm -hmm. what that means is that she is a doctor and a researcher so she sees patients in clinic and she mm -hmm. also has a lab studying their different diseases and so yeah. this is um sort of like defined as like bedside to bench work and yeah and so that's um and so in my first experience was going to shadow her once a week and also the other times I was able to go into lab was to look at mm -hmm. these patient cells and to my specific project was testing different compounds on their cells to see which would be viable treatment options for them. Mm -hmm. Wow. And um, got started there and then how did, how did it go forward? How did it proceed? Yeah. So the first, six months I was in the lab, it was just me learning the different techniques, me um, learning how to do techniques like cell culture and PCR and how to set up gels. And it was a struggle. And so she definitely, her lab and the members of the lab definitely took pity on me. They took, they spent a lot of time teaching me the different techniques and also making yeah. sure I understood 
the science behind what we were doing. And so it took me probably about six to eight months of just failing in the lab and not getting any results or producing any real data um, Mm -hmm. until I finally did start learning and figuring out how to um, do science. What kind of research did you do? What are some uh, noteworthy things that you did over the four years? Um, Yes, so I worked on different, so she is a rheumatologist and so she works a lot with autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. And so one of the diseases that I worked on is a rare genetic autoimmune disease called that three gain of function. And so this disease is caused when there is a mutation in the STAT3 protein that mm-hmm. increases the activity of the pathway and it causes um, different symptoms and different diseases. And so I was testing different inhibitors at different points in the pathway to see if we could lower this type of activity. And I tested um, about seven and I actually found four different compounds that were viable um, mm-hmm. inhibitors that can be used in the future in patients. And so right now, um, my cell culture work is being moved to um, a mouse model, and then hopefully mm-hmm. then in clinical trials, then in patients in the future. Oh, that's great, right? I mean, yes. uh, something that you did and do uh, has moved forward in the process. Yes. Yeah. So tell me what kind of impact all this research has had on you? I mean, certainly you went in cold. Um, here you are uh, five, six years later. You're, um, what kind of impact did it have during your undergraduate years and beyond? It had a huge impact. I will say like a career-changing impact in the sense that because I went into this lab and this lab or the clinic um, weekly or multiple days a week um, for four years, it sort of showed me like the light at the end of the tunnel, I like to say. It showed Mm -hmm. me what my, what I wanted my future to be. It showed me what I was struggling for and what I was working so hard to gain in a sense. And I think that if I didn't have these, this specific undergraduate experience, I wouldn't have stayed in STEM at Rice and I don't, I wouldn't have stayed, still trying to pursue medicine. Mm-hmm. It was, sorry, it was really um, life altering for me because I think that being able to not necessarily always be successful in the lab, but it showed me the real world application of science. Mm-hmm. And it showed me why I was taking these courses at Rice and why I was struggling through them and why, and why I was learning what I was learning. Um, and so I think having that real world application definitely Mm -hmm. shaped me for the better. Looks like it gave you a purpose, right? More than anything else. Yeah. Now, um, what kind of, what kind of broadly, what kind of skills do you think you picked up? I think I was able, it's sort of like a broad term um, that I picked up is probably If I had to give one word, probably determination. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a skill you necessarily pick up or learn, but it was, I mean, research is hard, science is hard and difficult. And at, when I first joined for six to eight months, my research wasn't working. I was 
finding my results were the opposite of what we wanted and what we expected, but I didn't stop. I actually read through the literature. I was spending all of my free time in the library figuring out what was going on and why it was happening. And I came up with a hypothesis and I proposed it to the um, head of the lab. And she said, I don't think so, but go and test it. And I tested it and it turned out that my reasoning was actually correct and it changed the scope of our project going forward. And so I think just being able to work through that failure um, is a skill that I definitely picked up in the lab. And if I might add, what's amazing as well, or what's uh, even more revealing is that the hypothesis you had, um, your mentor or advisor thought it wasn't quite the right hypothesis, but you <laughs> had the latitude to test it out and you proved that you were right. And, and I think that in itself should be a huge uh, boost, right? In self-esteem yes. and all that good stuff, right? So, yes, having having good getting through that definitely did has definitely carried me throughout different failures um, I've experienced and different hardships, um, and it was definitely probably a shining moment throughout my research career and my undergrad. No, that, I mean that's that's an outstanding thing to happen, and you know to experience and come out uh, come out. It's not a question of right or wrong, but come out positive at the end of. That process, yeah. I think, yeah. is, uh, is super critical. Just to complete that thread, um, did all this help you get to where you wanted to go? Um, you wanted to be a researcher. You wanted to look at medicine. How, how are you doing with respect to that? Yes, yeah, so I am currently still researching. I'm doing a post-baccalaureate post fellowship at the NIH currently while applying mm -hmm. to medical school right now. So I, um, after undergrad, and after my, after graduating from Bryce, I wanted to spend a few more years researching full time um, in a lab before applying to medical school. Okay, cool. So you're on your way. Outside of research, what kind of, did you engage in activities on campus? Did you do any clubs or any of that? Kind of things? Yes, one of the more social clubs I was a part of is called RPC. It stands for the Rice Program Council, and so this club organizes and hosts the on and off campus events, um, mm -hmm. so like the formal dances every semester, and we also um, set up the study breaks during midterms and final season, and we have this other event called Screw Your Roommate, where you set up your roommate on a blind date and you dress in these matching costumes and you find your date in the quad on campus. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, I, I was a part of that at Rice. I was also a peer academic advisor and a Rice health advisor. Um, I was also a TA for different laboratory classes at Rice. That's uh, quite a bunch of things there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. In the summers, did you just do research or did you do something else? Um, no, I my first two summers I was um, a part of VAW, VAW, it's called Volunteers Around the World. And mm -hmm. with this program, I went with um, a group of about 20 other Rice students 
and we went to I went to Peru um, one summer, then Guatemala the next summer. And mm -hmm. this program sets up mobile health clinics in rural parts of the two in rural parts of different countries. Mm -hmm. And so with this, um, I assisted in help. I assisted the doctors and the medical staff um, and the health clinics. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Um, and then what did you do? Did you do this all? I mean, three summers. So I, Yes, yeah, so I did that for two summers, and then one summer um, I did research full time. Okay. In the okay. in my undergrad lab. Okay. Um, sounds like everything was aligned. Um, your research, <laughs> your summers. So let's talk about your major. Um, you, if I have your information right, you majored in biochemistry and cell biology. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So okay. I got a I I got a BS in biochemistry and cell biology. Okay. So tell us how that came about. You you said you came to college quite undecided. Um, yes. You obviously found biology a biology in the research labs, and then um, how did you end up with biochemistry and cell biology? To be perfectly honest, that was the major that all of the pre-med students at Rice were doing. And so, okay. that's sort of, okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I picked it. And all of the requirements for to apply to medical school were also biochem and cell biology major requirements. So it seemed convenient and it seemed like the right choice. Yeah, it's a preordained, I would think. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, but but then um, did this resonate with you? I mean, obviously you did it for pre-med reasons, but did the courses and all that kind of uh, feel yes. like so, it was you? So uh, um, this sort of goes back into what I was saying about the reason why I stayed with the struggle and stayed taking all these courses was because of my undergraduate research experiences, but I did – have difficulty in taking um, the biochemistry and cell biology courses. Um, and at times I often found myself hating the major, but I I think one of the major reasons why I did work through it was because I saw the crossover between these classes and my lab work. And so this wasn't just mm. with my research in the medical center, this was also um, courses, laboratory courses that you have to take at Rice for the for to get your degree. But I saw how every class I took, every course I took for my major was improving my skill and was improving the translation and application um, in the in the lab. And so I think being able to read from a textbook and do your homework and to take these tests and to actually see the real world application was something that I really loved and enjoyed about the courses. Um, because it's one thing to read about it in a textbook, and it's another thing to actually see what it means um, in person. And so that is one of the reasons why I continued with the major. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, so the research was the reason you stuck to the major. So yeah. I know where you're headed. I know where you are right now. So, what kind of advice? would you give high schoolers, um, people, your younger self, if you will, in high school, 
about applying to college or, uh, or maybe even thinking about their future? Yeah, so I, I actually interview um, current high school seniors for Rice. And mm. so I, whenever I get this question um, from high school seniors, I'll, I like to say that I just put myself in their shoes and how I was when I was in high school. And so I always say that failing is okay, but giving up isn't. And mm-hmm. I say that because in high school, anytime, like, you necessarily don't get accepted into – anytime you don't get an acceptance or you get a bad grade on a test, it was devastating and it was um, – it seemed like the worst-case scenario, but it's not. And I think in college, having that – having the perspective that failing is okay but giving up isn't really – helped me because um, sometimes even if you try your best and you're the most talented person, failing can still happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not your fault, but being able to work through it and not giving up is more important and more um, defining of your character than anything else. Well, that's, that's great advice. I, I think um, too many, too many people are afraid of failing. So they don't even take that first step. Right. So, yes. um, so I think both things are true. Um, try and then if it doesn't work out, don't give up. You know, try to figure out another way. So Isabella, we are going to start uh, winding down. But before we do that, um, I would like you to share some memory or some vignette from your undergraduate years, something that you think people might like to hear. I, a fond memory I think I have throughout college is um, not being afraid to say no. And I think this comes from um, having been through the pandemic in college. A lot of the times I heard from classmates saying that they were upset that they didn't do something as a freshman or a sophomore, go to a specific event or participate in something because they were waiting until their senior year. And Mm -hmm. so I think um, waiting is not, or waiting or saying no because you're, um, because you have a class or test, it's important to prioritize. And I think also prioritizing undergraduate experiences um, is what makes college the, is what makes your college experience. And so specifically for me, um, probably one of my fondest memories is just walking around campus. That sounds very generic and plain, but you'll never, at least for me, since I'm a recent grad, I'll never be in the same place as hundreds and hundreds of my friends. And so I miss, I definitely do miss walking around campus and being able to see friendly and familiar faces and being able to go to the coffee shop on campus and having those quick five-minute interactions with your friends. Um, and so it's not one specific moment that I'm fond of at Rice, but all of the small moments that you don't get to experience until you leave. Absolutely true. Um, so, Isabella, uh, this has been a great conversation, fascinating and inspiring. Uh, thank you so much for sharing um, all, so much detail first and also how you uh, got over some of the initial challenges and even set out some great advice for everybody out there. So I hope uh, 
everything works out for you as you go forward and hope to keep in touch for right now. Thank take you care, so much. be safe. Thank you so much as well. Take Thank care. You Bye-bye. Too. Bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Isabella Osuna on her undergraduate experiences at Rice University. Isabella jumped into research early on, and that shaped her coursework and experience in biochemistry and cell biology. Her work in the autoimmune diseases lab resulted in some noteworthy outcomes in the form of potential inhibitors for a genetic autoimmune disease. The research also provided her the necessary motivation to stick to her science majors as she saw how the course material was helping her in the lab. I hope Isabella's undergraduate journey inspires you to explore undergraduate research and Rice University. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma Matters. Matters.